welcome to Tarts and Hearts. I'm Sarah and she's Lindsay. And together we're working our way through an epic list of rom-coms in order to find and categorize tropes in the hopes of creating the nerdiest spreadsheet podcasts I've ever seen. Today, to kick off a very nostalgic month for Mm us, (laughs) we are talking about Sleepless in Seattle. (sighs) Yay! So, you know, as people of an age... (laughs) Meg and Tom were like the original like rom-com super couple. I don't even yeah. know. Like they didn't actually even do that many movies together, but the ones they did uh, were pretty iconic. And so mm-hmm. they get a whole month. Yep. Even though true. this is a vaguely Christmassy movie. Yep. And so is the next one. But I don't care. Cause... No. Yeah. Is it Christmassy? The next one. There's a Christmas scene. It's yeah. enough for us to make it a Christmas movie at our house. Okay. So, yeah. It's an, they're both anytime movies. They're both, yeah. The other, the, You've Got Mail is a fall movie. Yeah. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyways. Watch yeah. it all the time. Anytime Indeed. and all the time. Yep. So, you know, Sleepless in Seattle. Ugh, Sleepless in Seattle is just, it was a classic before it even came out. Like, it mm-hmm. was made, it was written and created to like be a classic yeah it came out in 1993 and tom hanks and meg ryan's characters have approximately four percent of the movie (laughs) in the same scene um and yet it's great (laughs) i mean it's also problematic but it's great we'll get there but fun fact Mm. tom hanks recorded his lines for woody on his days off because that's how far in advance they had to make do the lines for first Toy Story because well, computers looked like this. Indeed, but also first Toy Story was 1995. I know, which, which like you always forget that it was yeah, that long ago. That long ago, which is Even why everyone was like losing their minds when it came out. Aside from it being a good movie, but. yeah, but yeah, so like this, like they seem like they're in completely different like filmmaking eras. Yeah, which I guess like they are, but this is like the tail end of like the 80s, mm-hmm. basically. Like, I don't know. I always associate this movie as being very 80s-ish, even though it's 93, but... Yeah, yeah. I think it's just, like, the styles. There's a... The, yeah. Um, Rosie and the Victoria, Veronica, Victoria? Victoria. Yeah. Victoria. Where mm-hmm. their clothing is... Yeah, it's, yeah, it's really the fashion because it's, like, slightly older people, like, not teenagers mm-hmm. in the early yeah, 90s, so, so then they're still wearing, up. like, 80s-ish clothes. Yeah. 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 Um, and yeah, like aside from Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, this cast is stacked. Yep. Like, there's so many good people. Victor Garber is outstanding in this oh my movie. God. I mean, as in everything. Uh, Rita Wilson, obviously yep. amazing. David yeah, Hyde like, Pierce, just David being Pierce. A straight man. Yeah. Frances Conroy, uh, I just love to see her in everything. I know. Um, Bill Pullman is outstanding. Ugh, the best. The best. Even like the kid. The actor who plays the kid is, like, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Gabby Hoffman. Yeah, yeah Gabby Hoffman. Oh, my gosh. And yeah. uh, and then Rosie, like, pulling yeah. it out. Just being exactly what you need from a best friend in this kind of movie. Yeah, basically, like, a playing... A wacky main woman. Yeah, but, like, not too wacky. Yeah. Um, oh, and Rob Reiner. Being yeah. the best. Just yeah. there. Anyways, so anyway. great. So great. So yeah, this is our first Nora Ephron. Uh, definitely not the last. Nope. It, uh, it's so good. Good. Oh, man. Okay. Um, yeah, we're going to gush about this movie a lot. And like, <laughs> so, we know that it's problematic. We'll for get there. For many reasons, end. but we'll get Don't there. Worry. Don't worry. 
Yes, yeah, so we said David I. Pierce. I'm watching a lot of Frasier right now. Mm. Um, so Dr. Marsha Fieldstone definitely hit a chord <laughs> for me, especially because she says I'm listening, which is hilarious. And then Frasier starts like the same year. So it's kind of ridiculous, especially when he maligns Seattle and it's rain. Yeah. So there was this yeah. really like angry stat in IMDb about how it doesn't rain nine months. It's cloudy <laughs> for nine months. And I was like, yeah, okay. As a person who lives in the same rainforest as Seattle, yeah. I support the nine months. I mean, it every month of the year almost always has exactly multiple like it's days too of rain. Broad a statement, yeah, yeah. So it's like, how do you count it? But like, yes, nine months out of the year are quite rainy, but that doesn't quite mean it rains rainy. every day. Like no. the equivalent of nine months of days of rain. But yeah, I don't dispute it. Like it rains a lot. Just it get over it. Here. Yeah, uh, it's, it's why we have lots of green trees and mm-hmm. beautiful mountains. Yeah, this boathouse is amazing. Ugh, amazing. And once it was for sale, and I was like, maybe I could find enough friends. And we could buy it. <laughs> yeah, I know boathouses. They seem cool, but they well, also seem really stressful. This is a like a memory that scarred me for life. Is that once. Mm-hmm. A bad guy in MacGyver unplugged his boathouse and oh. floated away while he was asleep. And so now I was like, oh, now, the rest of my life, I'm like, nope, no <laughs> boathouses. What if a bad guy unplugs it? I think I didn't really, like, understand how it worked. And yeah. that you could just unplug it, I guess, would be the same as untying it. But, you know, he didn't have a motor. He had to MacGyver his way out. Anyway, right. It's very yeah, I think the actual boathouses that people live in, because they have some here too that I have never really been on, but they're like, you know, they're hooked up to like electrical. Like they're not yeah. just tied up to the dock with a rope. They no. have like electrical connections and like water and sewage connections and all that. So, yeah, and I've seen actually yeah. some be moved, which is really fun because um, it was a tug going yeah. up the thing and there was the guy was just on his deck having a cup of coffee. Yeah. Well, he was <laughs> so cute. Being tugged, and I was like, yeah. that is a life. If that was my life, I could have a boathouse, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no see, Lindsay scared. has, like, childhood fears of boathouses, but I have, like, <laughs> adult fears of boathouses of, like, they leak or the sewage system breaks and it's very expensive to fix. <laughs> well, Tom Hanks is a handsome architect in this movie, so you know that it's fine. I know, I know. And, yeah, the house is really great. Ugh. Yeah. Cupboards so are beautiful. really great, ironically, mm-hmm. after the entire thing kitchen cupboards oh so good so good yeah okay so there's this line about being was it more likely to be killed by a terrorist than by a how do they phrase it find a husband after the age of 40 oh yeah 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 yeah. more likely to be killed by a terrorist than to find a husband after the age of 40 and it's like maybe but who knows yeah like where did that line come from Lindsay tried to do some research did you find anything hard useful um so it was a newsweek article which I tried to click on the article link and it was a, I got a security warning on my computer. So I probably won't be sharing that yeah. one to you guys, but I found an mm-hmm. NPR, uh, which I didn't listen to cause I just looked now that was 20 years later and said mm-hmm. that most women are, so most women involved in the study are now married. I don't know how mm-hmm. old they were in the 86. This is from 2006 and yeah. that other st- study findings were proven untrue. So this is like literally just a paragraph blurb to go with the NPR thing. Yeah. The study said, indicated that college educated women over the age of 40 had less than a 3% chance of getting married. Mm. I don't know what the terrorist line is, but we all know it hits 
more close to home when the holiday when they bring it up again when that being killed by a terrorist part is slightly it's... more on our minds yay the odds indeed but also i think there's like a lot of like almost the opposite of confirmation bias in that because like yeah how many women who are college educated and over the age of 40 and aren't yet married also want to be married exactly as yeah, totally. you know and somebody like, who to whom that applies like mm-hmm. also like know. how many of those women it was 1986 how many of those women were were gay or queer by yeah. anything and, and but also didn't say anything because it was 1986 yeah exactly um, yeah they're like they're like i don't need to get married i have a roommate yeah <laughs> a roommate um or also just like i don't need to get married because mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Husbands. Also that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So anyways, maybe we'll do more research when we do the holiday and see if we yeah, can find just, any also, like, more information. Also, like, isn't over 40 in this. I know it's not about her, but it's also just like a weird... I know they're talking about the radio, people calling on the radio. Yeah, yeah. But, like, it's the guys who mention that line, and then later Victor Garber brings it up. But the guys in the uh, newspapers yeah. store, <laughs> office, office, bring it up. <laughs> And, like, every single person we've seen, so it was, like, it was Meg Ryan, it was the two women in the cafe, like, none of them were over 40, and they were all obsessed with them, so that actually has nothing to do with... With any of them? What was happening either. They, the guys just well, assumed it because they were douchey guys in the 90s. Yeah, and it's, like, men making fun of, like, so-called desperate women who are, yeah. like, out there looking for husbands. But it's, like, well, yeah, like, if, you know if you watched your mom, like, not be able to get a credit card because she wasn't married, like, uh-huh. you'd be desperate to For... get a husband, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like... totally. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the patriarchy. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Should we talk about some of the, like, period parts of this? Not, yeah. like, m- menstruation, but, like, a movie from the early 90s is early now 90s? a period piece? Because there's mm-hmm. lots of sort of dated things. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think the first one that sticks out to me is the, and then you get to do it with the condom line, mm. just because, yeah. like, downgrading, like, condoms are horrible, everything's horrible, but that's just how, because the, oh, sorry, the first part of that line is then you get tests, and then you Yeah, you go and get, yeah, you go get like, STD tests, and then. Isn't it horrible that you have to go through all of these steps before you can have sex? And I'm like, it's 1993, do you know how many people are dead right now? It's not that funny. Yeah, exactly, like, and also, like. So before you knew about HIV AIDS, you would have just had just, sex with a random woman that you were on a date yeah, with and like I know that's dealt what with it if you, like, she got pregnant. Like, ugh, yeah, 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 gross. Yeah. And then like casually throwing around like words like the kid who's like eight yeah. calls the woman that his dad goes on a date with a hoe repeatedly. And then other because people call her a hoe. they were kissing? Yeah. 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 And then yeah. like, oh, this this stranger you're going to meet like could be something like a transvestite and like first mm-hmm. of all the term transvestite is terrible yeah. but also but like is kind of period appropriate like mm-hmm. it was used more broadly then but also like yeah so <laughs> yeah <laughs> right like oh no like they're yeah a, yeah and like lumped in with other things that are actually other, terrible like, yeah like serial killer and slur- mm-hmm. yeah like there's yeah it's a bad if they're a transvestite when it's yeah. this person that you are interested in hearing on the radio and you're engaged. Like, yes, exactly. Oh, this person yeah. isn't maybe not available to you because they are this thing. Oh no. Yeah. Like, oh, no. Yeah. But then also like other things, like you can drop somebody off right at the gate at I the know. airport. It's so um, weird. And your kid runs away to 
the other side of the country and you just yep. follow them rather than, you know, like calling the police or something. Uh, um, yeah, there was like a whole thing in the out. trivia about that too. Like there was enough time, like it was seven o'clock when they found out that he was getting on the 730. So they, as travel yeah, they could have called the airport, could have called yeah. the airport and yeah. it would have been fine. I know well, like, this is a plot device, but where were they, they were living before, like where were the aunt and uncle living, like Rita Wilson and Victor Garber? Like they could have gone to, gotten to New York faster than from Seattle. Yeah, I think yeah. they were in Chicago or near yeah. Chicago. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was also know. weird because they were seeing them near Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. and it was like they hadn't talked because they didn't know about the that he called the radio on Christmas, which seems yeah. strange. It was strange, but who knows? Whatever. I don't know. Um, also, like. All these these computers that had access to the internet, like um, different databases for the reporters and for the booking the flights, but also mm. like no graphical interface. So it was yeah, like this really narrow black. type of like you have internet at home, but like black like text only interfaces. Yeah, when they when she does all that searching and then brings up the fax interface, it's really jarring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's black and orange, and then and also all typing like no mouse whatsoever. She's like yeah. highlighting something with her space bar. And then, yeah, and then she has a fax interface, which is white again. And you're just like, oh, whoa, that's jarring. And also, whoa, why does this fax interface look like emails from my best friend's wedding? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I guess that probably was a thing of like being able to, like, a fancy, like, at your, you know, fancy newspaper or computer, you yeah. can send a fax from your computer. <gasps> Amazing. Wow. Now we have to, like, put fancy apps back on our computers to be able to send and receive faxes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a random note that's for mm. you and everybody. Black widows are not poisonous or insects. Indeed. Yeah. I mean, I'll forgive that spiders. because it was the kid. No, uh, he said black widow. Tom Hanks said, excuse me, father, there's a poisonous insect in the house. Oh. Yep. When he was telling him how to react appropriately. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes, but the kid freaking out. Well, I guess like black widows are still scary, and they are venomous, not poisonous. Unless you oh, yeah. like, eat I would a black also, widow. I would be concerned that there was one in my house because I was also eight, mm-hmm. nine in nineteen ninety three, and black widows were a scary deal. It was like black widows and Bloody Mary. They were the things that could get you. Oh man! Like, how many times did I watch Arachnophobia? So many. <laughs> yep. Okay. There's some other, like, really great scenes that don't have anything to do with the plot of the movie. Also, like, we've barely mm. talked about the actual plot of the movie. Yeah. The, but you know mm, it. The plot's not the point. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the scene where they're talking about, like, the meet me at the Empire State Building mm-hmm. and the... What's the other movie? Affair to Remember. Yeah, so they're talking about Affair to Remember and Rita Wilson's crying. And then, yeah, Victor Garber and Tom Hanks, like, apparently oh, it's a totally improv it's scene. It's totally improvised scene. Oh, and it's so which good. Which is a whole other thing of, like, how... How did they yeah. get through that? How did anybody get through that? Oh my god. Yeah. Well, because they're just really good. They are really yeah, good. Yeah, so the, yeah, so they're talking about the dirty dozen. And yeah, like other than like the fact of like making fun of men crying, uh mm-hmm. like it's still it is really funny and I it's feel like it's so funny. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, and like I don't know, we could probably have a whole long argument about like mm. like I know that it's played for laughs, but like the way the reason that they're doing it is a similar thing of the reason that she was doing it they were just talking about a movie that made them emotional yeah exactly um, exactly funny, but. yeah and i think it's also like that yeah that she's taking this movie so seriously mm-hmm. 
even though it's like it's just a movie and then yeah like the making fun of men for crying kind of like gets rolled into that but it's not like an essential part of the comedy no yeah 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 Rita Wilson of course just yeah amazing Rita Wilson yeah so great and I love too that like it's the Rita Wilson character that when Annie comes to Seattle and like is stalking Tom Hanks's character Mm -hmm. like she sees him with his sister who's Rita Wilson who's Tom Hanks's wife Mm -hmm. so cute yeah okay and then I don't know why the soundtrack isn't like I know like I was thinking about it it's iconic iconic to me but it is it's not like something people would list in best soundtracks or whatever right yeah I guess so dirty dancing but to me it's just oh my god the feelings so many feelings yeah yeah and it does make me think that our patrons maybe will put make an, a special Christmas list, Christmas playlist for our patrons as a, along Ooh, to go with their yeah. normal playlist because the Horses, Horses, Horses version of Jingle Bells is a really big deal in our house <laughs> because of this movie, but I'm yeah. not going to torture you by putting a Christmas song on our playlist in September. So. rom-com playlist, yeah. yeah. No, good idea, good idea. Also, like, the whole being by yourself in a car on a road trip, like, singing along to the radio and, yeah. like, flicking along. It's like, oh, I feel so seen. <laughs> is me (laughs) like you're singing along and like you don't want to be but you're talking back yeah Yeah. and just like whatever is coming up you and your spleen and she's like yeah on your life i'm like that's exactly how i interact with the radio also indeed yeah so great yeah and then in the i'll put it in the links hopefully i got it to work because i couldn't find a oh yeah that the link that you put in worked yeah okay so the for the second time in our podcast mm. so far, there is an amazing scene in How I Met Your Mother, which is an incredibly problematic show that we're not getting into, but can be hilarious. And in, in small doses, one. yeah. <laughs> Ted, Ted just built a giant Empire State Building and then is acting out the end mm. of Sleepless in Seattle on top of it oh, with little dolls. Are doll. you Annie? <laughs> I mean, also, like... We may or may not have reenacted the end of Sleepless oh, in yeah. Seattle at the top of the Empire State Building our first time in New York also. Um, I think it's, like, required. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Yeah. It's like, were you born before 1987? Therefore, yeah. you must. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, have you seen Sleepless in Seattle more than five times? Yeah. It is required of you. Yeah. <laughs> um, <sighs> yeah. And then... So Jonah, the little kid's, like, best friend slash enabler of him running away, mm. like, likes to use lots of abbreviations and then uses MFEO. I know, which is uh, why I use MFEO, ironically. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, like, everywhere now, like, made mm-hmm. for each other, meant for each other. Yeah. 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 And, like, I don't know. I feel like I've used it so much that it lost the context of where it originally came from. Yeah. I think it's one of those things that you don't you don't know as a reference. Kinda yeah. Kind of like, uh, by Felicia. Yeah. And probably many other things. So but... many things. But, yeah. 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 Like, because it's been referenced and referenced by mm-hmm. other things. And then you, like, are you referencing the original or are you referencing yeah. the umpteen other things? Yeah. Yeah. So that just made, gave me lots of feelings. Okay. Yeah. Should we summarize some tropes? Because there's yeah, a few. Yeah, there are. It's a weird one. There's not mm. as many glaring ones, but I think it's earlier mm-hmm. in, well, not early rom-coms, but it's earlier in the big deal. Like mass market. Yeah. Mass market rom-coms. Mm-hmm. And I think probably launched 
lots of tropes that we have and will continue to talk about. Indeed. People trying to capture this magic. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I guess like the big, like big picture one of like the main storyline of the two leads is like the love at first sight slash like Mm. soulmates slash MFEO kind of thing of like, yeah, they, they just know that they're right for each other. Mm -hmm. She says dubiously. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's so good though. I don't know. They Mm, sell it. I know know they do. (laughs) Uh, So at the beginning we have weird, not, not really bad, but inciting incident advice from uh, her mom while they're trying on wedding dresses in the attic, which is exactly the same as Wedding Singer, which I found oh, yeah. really hilarious. Well, definitely the Wedding Singer stole it from this. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's just, it's one of those things of like, wow, this is exactly the same. And yeah. the inciting incident for her realizing that yeah. she's missing something with Walter. Yeah, and like I don't think it's bad advice from a parent it's more no. that her parent just assumes that of course you feel this like magical spark mm-hmm. yeah and then she's like oh but I, I don't yeah yeah attractive widow with kids yeah or widower um yeah yeah i feel like it's a very Nora efron trope um, yeah, but i'm sure we'll see it elsewhere yeah so this quote i think helps hmm. me with some of my feelings that we'll talk about more but love makes you crazy is definitely uh trope that we'll find that in movies that you think are amazing and then you watch again and you're like mm, this might be yeah problematic. like where did your rational brain go yeah yeah so Nora Ephron said our dream was to make a movie about how movies screw up your brain about love and then if we did a good job we would become one of the movies that would screw up your screw up people's brains about love forever yeah <laughs> yes yeah, so this is what I mean about like it was trying to be a classic even before yeah. it came out mm-hmm. like and they yeah. obviously lucked out with casting yeah. Yeah. And it's true. Like, this movie yeah. is constantly listed as top whatever romantic movies of all time. I think it's w- one of my favorite romantic movies of all time, but it's a movie about a stalker. Yeah. And, and like, they literally talk to each other for, like, less than five minutes. Yeah. Like, that's generous. It's, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I guess this one kind of flips a trope, which I don't think we've really talked about a lot, but. It's like the the bad ex or current partner mm-hmm. trope, which like we definitely had in like Wedding Singer and basically everything else that we've ever it's, seen. Yeah, yeah. But in this one, Walter, the Bill Pullman's character, is actually like fine slash great. They just don't have whatever that like connection that I guess mm-hmm. maybe like she's looking for and he just doesn't care about. Because like when she breaks it off with him, he's like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like he's yeah, totally fine. So. Mm-hmm. It's like he just wanted to be married and yeah. she wants like the epic love. Yeah, and I think like he wanted to be married not in like a gross way. No, no, he, he just, just like he's, he's like, like oh, he's I found a, a person guy. that I get along with great and I think we'd have a nice life together. Yeah. And like that's enough for him and I think that's a lot of, that's enough for a lot of people and for her mm-hmm. she's like has this yeah. yearning for something more. Yeah, big sweeping romance. I think we'll see that more in yeah. the yearning for more i don't know if it's like we'll see if how those boyfriend fiancés are in those ones yeah that's go true forward but yeah because um, like yeah he's definitely a pretty good dude yeah yeah and like they had a lot in common like they were mm-hmm. you know getting to know each other's families and yeah 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 so you know he was a good guy i hope he gets what he was looking for me too oh yeah so best friend 
is maybe her boss or her yeah. superior. Also, so like her editor. Yeah. Yeah. Is her enabler? Like, I don't know. We haven't gotten this far in the best friend trope division yet. Yeah. But I think that there's definitely some of these. Maybe not. Maybe she's her enabler more because she is her boss, in, at least in this one, of just like. She's like, you should do this. And I did this for you. And now this is the thing. So. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, they're just supportive like enabling, and she's supportive, but she's also, yeah. She's enabling some sort of the stalkery behavior. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because she, like, Rosie doesn't like Walter. Uh-huh. So she definitely, I don't know if that's her reason or if she just, she doesn't really say why she does it. Yeah, I like, I think maybe because it would be a good story for the newspaper. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. We never get into it because it's yeah. not her story, but exactly. it's interesting to yeah, like, what and it's motivation? and it's weird to see like such an early Rosie O'Donnell before she was like Rosie O'Donnell. She was just like yeah. a young actress. An actor. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then yeah, this one has the like rushing through taxi in a or like rushing through traffic in a taxi, like beat you know running to beat the clock slash like get up the elevator before the thing mm-hmm. closes, like that whole like last minute adventure. It's like they were at dinner for like hours. She couldn't have yeah. like, rushed the conversation a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I know. And but also, we went up the Empire State Building at two in the morning. Yeah, but that was so, like twenty years after this. I know. So now I'm just like, when did it go twenty four hours? Was was it also when they put security in? Probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I guess it's good that she was like, you know, she had a thoughtful conversation with her partner yeah, about breaking it off. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it wasn't like, oh, sorry, I gotta go. Well, I gotta meet a yeah. eight year old about his dad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Uh, back to test. Yeah. But yeah. they talk about an affair to remember as a movie, and mm-hmm. they talk about commercials that make them cry, which is a, it is a trope. Yep. About women, but it's not about men. So there's that. Yeah. Um, and also felt believable. I was like, oh man, there used to be this like Kodak film commercial where it was like yeah. the kid prints off the picture of her grandma at her age, like playing baseball and like brings oh it to her God. grandma and like asks her to play catch in the backyard or something. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, it's not like a specific criteria of the Bechdel test, but like Annie as a character, like is a really memorable character that like seems to have like a life and a career and interests and desires mm-hmm. like outside of just her yeah. romantic life. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's not really shown to have a lot of friends other than work friends, but you know, it's a 90 minute movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. And I think like randomly the weird woman who's getting her house built feels like a really strong female character to be. I don't know why, but oh, I really yeah, like the person who's like, Oh, but I need a fridge that will fit my platter. So therefore we have to redesign the whole kitchen. That lady. Yeah. 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 Like she's cool. She knows what she wants. Um, yeah, she might be disorganized, but I'm into it. Yeah, and you know, she's if she pays her bills, then who cares? Like, exactly. Yeah, it's her money. So, and I guess I really like her. Yeah, like Veronica, Victoria, Victoria, one of them. I don't know. She's got a crazy brooch. That's all. I yeah, know. and a really annoying laugh. But otherwise, yeah. like, yeah, she's treated pretty poorly by everybody. Yeah, she but doesn't she's... do anything wrong. She's just a woman who likes a guy. Yeah, and you know, real. like exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think if I was Tom Hanks, I wouldn't have introduced the first person I date to my kid after a day. No, no, <laughs> um, no. Yeah. But, you know, other than that, yeah. all good. 
The babysitter? Oh, yeah. Now we're just listing women. But Clarice. She barely talks, but she's hilarious. Yes. And I like her pants. She has, like, yeah. cropped, really flared pants. They're very yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> um, I was thinking we need to start, like, a six degrees of something something because like, oh, all yeah. these people are in the same movies but i don't know we need to find a person to start with or something yeah yeah about that oh yeah good good idea because yeah also Lindsay and i entertained each other playing basically that like not necessarily six degrees but like connecting this to that mm. for days years. of our lives <laughs> yep <laughs> like in total over many years yep, yeah yep, yep we haven't done it for ages but it's always fun i know but it's a good yeah. Um, okay. Do you want to share your hot okay. take? Yes. Okay. So we've talked about this a lot, and I'm sure that anybody who watches it now with an open mind mm. is similar, but I do. I love this movie with my whole heart, and it's just very important to me and my family and Christmas and Tom and Meg and everything. This movie is about a stalker. He doesn't need a new wife. He needs a restraining order. Yeah. And also, like, some grief therapy, maybe for his kid. Yeah. Mm, yes. Yeah. And yeah, my hot take is basically the same. Like, if the genders were reversed, it would be so creepy and like a cautionary tale of, like, yeah, yeah it would not be a lighthearted rom com. No. But I love she, it so much. I love it so much. <laughs> but she flies across the country to his house to stare and at him. follows him yeah. in her car uh-huh. with him and his young son uh-huh. and just stares at them. Yes. And then yeah. goes back the next day and does it again. Uh huh. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's not. And she great. hires a private detective. Yes, to take well, photos of him. Yeah, I, and like some of that—not the like taking photos, but like the private detective. Some of it could maybe be f- not forgiven, but like if she was just trying to get in touch with him to write the story, like. Well, and see, this is the thing of like we could all have this argument for years of like, mm-hmm. was she actually writing a story? No, I don't think she actually wanted to write a story. That was just yeah. an excuse to get a like to be obsessed about him and the yeah. whole situation the whole situation <sighs> and, like yeah get their personal information and yeah yeah use like her use job, her work use resources her yeah to get a private detective to get a photo of him yeah 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 creepy 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 <sighs> okay it's really upsetting but yeah you know next movie isn't that much better nope but we love it <laughs> anyway <laughs> Problematic. Uh, okay. okay, let's build some pie. Pie, pie, pie. Tom Swoon. He is so attractive in this movie. And he's it's so charming. Ugh. So charming. Yeah. Like 20%? Mm-hmm. I'm into it. Because there's another category that also kind yeah. of overlaps with that. Yeah. Ridiculous allergies? Yeah. Like Walter is allergic to wheat, but also orders a sandwich on yeah, white bread. So it's like you can white have bread? white bread, but not brown bread. I think he's got some made-up allergies. It's very yeah. 2006. <laughs> and, yeah, and like, he's just, like, you know, allergies are allergies, but, and the humidifier, I know it was the 90s, so yeah. humidifiers were pretty ridiculous, but, like, he has, like, a Kleenex in front of his mouth to breathe? Like, what is this? Yeah, no, I think he's, it's... Like, got consumption or something? I think it's, he's a bit of a hypochondriac as well yeah. as has some allergies that are real yes Mm -hmm. um but also there's harold who i don't know if you've heard is allergic to bees right yes what about harold and bees harold bees oh yes harold and the bees i forgot about harold and the bees um maybe like five percent yeah yeah Uh, random map graphic it is in so much of this movie i know (laughs) like 
And it's because the opening credits and the start of the closing credits as well are inspired by that map graphic. And you're like, yep. you know what? How else? Like, was it just that they couldn't get any like airplane B-roll to show people flying across the country? So they had to use the I map? guess so. I don't know. I do like I the like, sunrise moving across the continent kind of thing. But I don't yeah. like it after that. Or like, I don't need it after that. No. Yeah. Like, it's like 15% of this movie. <laughs> Yeah, and there's also, like, there's that, which is in mm. so much of it. And then there's also, like, they just have a map in their house, which is fine, but they reference it a lot yeah. for a movie that I'm like, we are we are adults. Yeah. Even and like even then, I was like, I know how far away Seattle and Baltimore are. Like, Well, yeah, like, maybe you don't know specifically, like, all the East Coast places, but it's like, okay, so, like, Baltimore's on the East Coast, so therefore it's far away from Seattle. New York yeah. is also on the East Coast, so therefore it's close to or Baltimore and far away from Seattle. Far away from Seattle. Like, <laughs> yeah, and, like, everything's far away from Seattle. <laughs> yeah, except us. Yeah. And then, finally, being a movie that wins us over because of incredibly charismatic leads. 60. 60%. Yes, that seems appropriate. Yep. <laughs> it does, because, because I love this movie. And I was writing, I wrote so many notes about how she's a terrible stalker. Yeah. And in the last five minutes, I was, like, literally clutching a pillow, like, oh, my God. I know. They're going to hold hands. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. And, yeah, like, when you read the IMDb trivia about, like, all the different people that, like, almost got cast in this, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, man. Like, it would not. Yeah. It. Nope. It was just that, like, perfect chemistry between the two of them and, like, the ability for you to believe a connection between the two of them, mm-hmm. even though they're n- basically never in the same scene. Yeah. 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 And also, like, having a kid that's a good enough actor and not, like, an annoying kid actor. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Ugh, yeah. so crazy. <sighs> okay. What's next for these crazy kids? Mm. So this is the problem, is yeah. the last five minutes are amazing, but then... What happens? Yeah. How does she... Isn't he going to be like, I saw you in the street. Why were you in Seattle? Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, if she's really honest and upfront about everything, and, like, yeah, just, like, is honest about how she feels and about why she was there, maybe they have a chance. But, like... Maybe. We don't really have enough information to know. And neither do they, because they don't know if they're, like, even going to like each other. I know. And also how, like, she works for the Baltimore newspaper yeah so like are they is he gonna rip up their life to move their to lives Baltimore? again yeah yeah so you know basically this movie is a very elaborate very stalkery meet cute and yeah. then like now it's yeah so like now they're just gonna get to know each other i guess Who yeah knows? and like in new york they don't have like tom and the kid don't have a hotel nope like nope. obviously they can get one it's new york they but don't, it is I don't think they Day. even have luggage no, Tom doesn't. And the kid has, had a a, has like his little backpack and his teddy bear. So, yeah. you know, they've got some yeah. things to figure out. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, we, we yeah. don't have enough information to answer that question this week. That is correct. <laughs> I will say there is a line in this movie that is, didn't mm. you see Fatal Attraction? It scared the shit out of me. And I'm like, OK, and now she's going to tell you that she flew across the country to stare at you. So. Yeah, because she was like, mm. felt a connection to your kid being on the radio. Yeah. Yeah. Creepy. Oh, boy. Okay. Anyway, yeah, so- but what's really next for mm. them is that they get mail. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So do you want to share what's up in our uh, September theme? Yeah. The so in case you haven't figured it out already, our September theme is Tom and Meg. Mm-hmm. 
best the best for the burgeoning fall. So we have our Patreon, which is coming out soon at Charts and Hearts Club. Uh, will be Joe versus the Volcano, which will be an interesting experience because I haven't mm-hmm. watched it in many, many years. Many. And then in two weeks, the... It's hard to say the best. I can't choose between these two. They're no, so the other, important in my life. Yeah. The other very, very good Megan Tom movie. Perfect for fall. Yes. You've got mail. Yay, yay, yay. And also Nora Ephron. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, this could be Nora Ephron month. It could be Tom and Meg month. It's just... Yep. It could oh, be feels... Meg Ryan has amical breakups with nice guys month. Yeah. 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 Good times. Good times. Anyways, yeah, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Uh, you can leave us a rating or a review wherever you get your podcast, like Apple or Spotify. Uh, you can also find us on social media. We are at Charts and Hearts Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and Charts and Hearts on Twitter. And our website is chartsandhearts.com, where you can submit your suggestions for future rom-coms, tropes, and themes for us to add to the list. Yeah, and as I said, you can join us over at on Patreon at Charts and Hearts Club, or sorry, at Patreon slash Charts and Hearts Club. So we've got some great other episodes. Joe vs. the Volcano is coming out soon. And as I, we mentioned earlier, we do have a fun Spotify playlist mm. with songs from the soundtracks to all of our movies because they've all been pretty iconic except for Shakespeare in Love, which didn't have a song in it, but that's fine. Yeah. And they're just going to get more iconic because there's some good song movies coming up. Indeed. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. They also have the full schedule over there. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you want to get a sneak peek of what's coming up. So we got some ridiculousness stuff. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) And in the meantime, we don't have an outro yet. This is our outro. And in the meantime, are you Annie? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm Cynthia.